All right, time to time for speaking with the enemy and the enemy tonight, Morley Scott. He's the radio voice with the Edmonton Elks. And uh, Morley, I want to get right into it because I'm looking at the Elks depth chart, and I, I have a feeling that uh, Thomas Costigan on that uh, defensive line is going to be a huge loss for the Elks tonight. Yeah, for sure. First off, enemy. Come on, guys. Can't we all be friends? We don't have to be enemies, do we? <laughs> no, no, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah Costigan uh, won't play tonight. He is he is injured. Jake Sarezna not playing as well tonight. He is uh, back home in the U.S. with his family after the passing of his mother. So the Elks are missing their top two, uh, their two leaders in sacks. So that's, uh, that's a tough loss for them for sure. But they do add Antonio Simmons to the uh, defensive line tonight. Who was of course acquired in the in the trade with Montreal for Trevor Harris, so they will have that. But that's one of the issues. They got to get some more pressure on the quarterback. Um, they've got guys, some guys who were expected, I think, to be big sack leaders, particular guys like like Kwaku Botang and Mike Moore. They each got two sacks on opening night and haven't had one since. And they just got to get to the quarterback more for sure. What has been the elk strength of the defense so far? You say the, the D-line is looking for improvement, but how are these defensive backs going to match up against the, the Tiger Cat receivers tonight? Uh, well, it's going to be a challenge, I'm sure. Those receivers, uh, you know, they're playmakers. I talked to Aaron Grimes earlier this week about it, and, and he just said they got a bunch of playmakers that we have to be very careful about, and, and especially going to be challenged without uh, Jonathan Mincy in the lineup who got hurt at practice this week and is probably going to be done for the rest of the season as they moved him on to the on to the six uh, six game injured list so Nafis Lyons will come in and uh, play at that uh, cornerback spot on the uh, on the field side and it's his first CFL game tonight so uh, he'll definitely be challenged if he's got to look at guys like like Auckland and and, and especially Brandon Banks uh, you know uh, working at him so it's going to be a challenge for sure although they have had some success uh, those de those defensive backs have been pretty good for the most part uh, I know Rose and Grimes have both had real good seasons and Washington as well who has three interceptions so they've been good but the pro biggest problem I think with the Elks defense this season is they just been on the field too much well, that uh, it starts with keeping the offense on the field, and uh, the man kind of is tasked with that is Taylor Cornelius uh, making the start again and is kind of given the vote of confidence from his head coach. What's the scouting report on uh, Cornelius so far this season in his starts? Uh, big arm. Big arm is, is, is the first thing you notice about him. He can really throw the ball. Uh, the receivers have talked a lot about the fact that uh, the ball comes at them really fast and really hard, and, and we've seen a couple of guys have the ball, you know, hit them, hit them right in the hands and drop, and you can tell there's just a lot on it. So they've had to make some adjustments there. But he's got a big arm. He doesn't mind. Uh, he's got uh, he's got the courage to throw into some tight windows. That's cost him a little bit because he's thrown for six interceptions in the games he's played this year. But for the most part, he's improved every game that he's played this year, and I think that's the bright spot about it. You know, he came in first for the injury to Trevor Harris, and then when they sat Harris down against Winnipeg two weeks ago before the bye week, he played for him, and, and now he's the guy moving forward until Nick Arbuckle gets an opportunity. So he's improved as he's moved along, and I think that's that's the thing that has uh, the people in, in Elks management happy that they see him getting better as he moves along. Big guy, too. He's like six foot five, 230 pounds, and uh, he doesn't mind pulling the ball down and running with it a little bit as well. Yeah, you gotta love guys willing to take chances, and uh, that's the only way to you know get experience and get better. Uh, Louis mentioned the vote of confidence, and how does bringing Arbuckle into the locker room does that change any of the dynamic in the quarterback room? 
Well, it's, it's kind of funny because at the start of the week, uh, the, que- the line of questioning to uh, to both uh, Taylor Cornelius and head coach Tammy Elizondo was the fact that, oh, Trevor Harris is gone. There's nobody in the back seat now for Taylor Cornelius. And everyone goes, yeah, he knows it's his team. He can move forward. And then three days later, uh, Nick Arbuck was acquired, and it goes back the other way. Well, now there's somebody in the back seat. So uh, Jamie Elizondo says he hasn't noticed a difference. He said that he's been the same guy uh, when Trevor Harris was here after he left, and then after the Arbuckle trade, he said he's the same guy, very focused and very determined to be successful. And he says that what's going on around him hasn't really affected him. Obviously, Darrell Walker's been there, uh, uh, you know, was there back in 2015, spent that year with Toronto, but here he's back in Edmonton. Is he kind of the de facto leader on this team? Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm looking kind of through the depth chart and, and for names that would jump out at me as, as kind of experienced CF, CFL guys that some of the younger players can look to. Is it safe to say Darrell Walker, Greg Ellingson, two of the, the de facto leaders on this Elks group? Uh, they should be, yeah. Uh, you know, they're the veteran guys. They're the guys who should have the best numbers. They do, but that being taken into account, their numbers are still kind of disappointing. I mean, Ellingson, Ellingson, 586 yards. Walker's got 457 yards. Walker doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. Ellingson's only got one. So that's been a little bit of a disappointment. You know, uh, the guy by the name of Shy Ross leads them in touchdowns with four. Uh, those numbers uh, should belong to one of those two guys. And it's it's really mind-boggling when you think that Darrell Walker hasn't gotten to the end zone yet this year. He's had uh, four games in a row where he's been under 40 yards in receiving. So that's that's just not good enough. What do you think the Elks need to do to attack the Ticat defense and get some of those big names going, uh, including including Wilder Jr.? Uh, what, what do you think the strategy is going to be against the Tiger Cat defense after watching what they have done uh, lately and, and really all season long? Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how, how they do approach it. I, I think they'll they'll try some quick passes. Uh, they'll go deep. Cornelius likes to go deep, and Jamie Elizondo likes to go deep with him. So I think they'll try that and try and get the run game going. If you can get James Wilder Jr. going, and, and you know it's it's no secret in football, right? If you get the run game going, it opens up so much more for you in the passing game. So that's going to be the goal. Ellen, uh, Wilder's had a, a couple of uh, sub-par games. He, the, the Elks played Winnipeg their last two games. He just had 43 and 44 yards in those two games. Uh, the lowest totals of the season so he's another guy who's got to get going albeit that was against a pretty good defense but this defense is pretty good too you know they've got a really good front four and a really strong front seven to face in this one just like the blue bombers do so you know wilder's going to see a lot of the same that he saw against winnipeg i think can we get uh can we get an updated weather update out there Uh, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be around zero, I believe, at uh, at kickoff. So, and uh, and dipping down a little bit, uh, a little bit more throughout the night. I'm just trying to uh, check my uh, weather app right now. It is uh, two degrees right now, and uh, it is uh, around kickoff time. It's going to be one degree. It'll go down to uh, by the time the game's over, it'll be minus one. So. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Spoken like a true Edmontonian in October. Uh, we, we call it good football weather here. I don't know what you guys call it. <laughs> uh, Morley, before we let you go, I know you are uh, you got your own call getting ready to get to. So real quick, uh, the Edmonton Elks will win this game if blank. Finish that sentence for me. Uh, uh, James Wilder Jr. runs for 100 yards. Oh, very specific. Very specific. We'll keep our eye on it. Morley, thanks for doing this. All right. You bet, guys.